Hey everybody, what's up? It's Josh Knox with the I Speak Fizbo podcast and I wanted to talk to you today about something that is rarely spoken about in any in any format when it comes to people giving advice about how to sell uh, a home on your own and that has to do with how you manage the actual transaction. So uh, let's get started after the brief intro. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Josh Knox and welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast. I have a big question for you. How are homeowners like us supposed to compete against old real estate traditions to buy and sell our own homes without having to pay ridiculously high commissions? How can we get our needs met without having to be under the thumb of an outdated system? That is the question and on this podcast, we'll give you the answers. So I wanted to I wanted to talk today about this uh, transaction management. It is and has everything to do with all the little moving pieces that go on inside of a transaction. And very rarely will anyone share this type of information. In fact, in all my time uh, researching others that talk about for sale by owner. Uh, tactics and tips and tricks and uh, you know who's involved in the transaction and what you've got to do to get your house ready or how you negotiated contract and on and on and on. I've never really seen anyone uh, talk about transaction management, which is critical yet simple. And and so today on today's podcast, I wanted to go over. Um, you know, managing an actual transaction and that's from start to finish. So that is from when you decide to, you know, sell your own home to when you actually close on the house and sign the documents and, you know, transfer ownership over to the to the new owner. So transaction management is all about keeping everything organized, right? And it might seem like a sort of well duh type of uh, moment, but it really is about keeping everything inside of the transaction organized, so you know who your contacts are, right? Such as your title company or your real estate attorney, who the buyers are or the buyer's agent, who their lender is, who their title company or real estate attorney is, um, and then who an appraiser might be and when they're scheduled, and who a home inspector might be and when they're scheduled. And so keeping all of this organized is really just a matter of writing it down, right? I mean, it's not like it's it's rocket science. And maybe maybe that's why it's never been really discussed in other forums, but it bears mentioning because it is part of the overall process of selling a house. I mean, you're you're actually managing a transaction, a, a real estate transaction. And so with that, you want to keep everything uh, nice and tidy. Now, there are transaction management folders, and you can buy those at at Home Depot or on Amazon, or not Home Depot, like Office Depot. Um, you can buy them on Amazon or find them in a number of places online. But the bottom line is, is you need to know um, and keep track of the two sides of the transaction. So the, there's your side, the seller side. And then there's the buyer side. And on your side, you're going to put all your contacts. And then on the buyer side, you're going to put all their contacts, right? And in addition to that, you're also going to keep track after you've put the house under contract. 
um, of all the dates and times everything is supposed to happen inside of the transaction. So in a normal transaction, right, and we've talked about this on a different podcast, in a normal transaction, once you have received the offer and all parties have accepted it, signed it, and everybody's got in writing a signed, fully completed contract, then there are dates and times that are part of that contract that both parties have to adhere to. Now, as a seller, there's not a ton that you have to adhere to. You're going to have some disclosure periods um, that is typically five to ten days uh, inside of uh, those contract dates that really are what you're responsible for. You know, you're going to send over to the buyers the disclosures that you know to be true and accurate about your property. And those are typically the, you know, what's going on with the house, right? Everything you know to be true and accurate about the house as long as you've lived there or as long as you've owned it. Um, But then sometimes there are state-specific forms as well. And there are also year-specific forms such as a lead-based paint disclosure. So that's really the biggest thing that you're going to... Uh, have to be responsible for when it comes inside of managing the transaction and turning over another piece of documentation to the buyer. Now, on the buyer side, they have a couple of things that they're working to manage in terms of a timeline on a calendar, right, and in the contract. And that the first one is their due diligence period or their inspection period. And that has to do with getting uh, the buyer or ordering uh, a home inspector to come out and inspect the house and then your part in that that whole deal right is just scheduling it with that home inspector and, and getting them into the house arranging a date and time with them and then the next thing that the buyer has to hit is their their financing and appraisal uh, deadlines as part of the transaction and again that they're going to manage that on their end and then you're just going to hear from the appraiser to set a date and time to come um, do a, another inspection. Now, as just a quick side note, the home inspection, the, the buyer hires the home inspector, right? They're going to do a much more thorough inspection, right? They're going to get in the attic. They're going to get on the roof. They're going to look in a chimney if you've got one. They're going to go in a crawl space if you've got one. They're going to do all the things. They're really going to, you know, open up the hood, if you will, on, on your house and, and find out uh, what they need to find out to report back to the buyer. And so... As you're going through that process, just know that theirs is a longer inspection time frame than um, an appraiser. An appraiser, a home inspector is going to be there, depending upon the size of your house, a couple of hours. An appraiser might be there for an hour. So just keep that in mind as a little side note. Now, again, you're going to keep you're going to keep track of all the contacts and everything uh, inside of the transaction. You also have to keep track of all of the documents, right? So the documents that change hands are obviously the purchase contract and then any addendums that go with that, right? If if the original offer from the buyer wasn't acceptable and you counter-offer to them and then they accepted that and so on and so forth, that's part of the overall documentation you're going to keep. Then you have your disclosures. So you, you fill out your disclosures, you sign and date them, you send them back to the buyer, they read over them, they sign and date them, send them back to you. So that's another part of the transaction, right? And then any other thing that comes up in writing in the transaction is becomes a document of the transaction. Now, you'll just talk to your title company and understand from them and possibly get a list from them everything they need in terms of documentation to close the deal. Uh, more often than not, it's really just the purchase contract. That's what allows 
the whole thing to complete. That's what allows the transfer of ownership when all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and all the all the dollar amounts down to the penny are, are, are resolved and balanced on both sides of the transaction. That's when a deal closes. But you have to keep track of all that documentation because um, when the buyer uh, submits for a loan, they're going to keep track of that con- that information on their end. Now, you don't need that. You don't need buyer's financing information. You need the pre-approval letter. And, you, and of course, as you're managing the transaction, when you go through it, you're going to be communicating with the buyer's lender, likely on a weekly basis is what I recommend, so that you know they're moving along fine and everything's working as it should, so you don't run into any surprises at the end, right? Um, but as you're managing that transaction, and you're keeping track of all that documentation. I just recommend using something very simple, and and that's you know a Google Drive. Most people have a Gmail account, and if you don't, they're free, and you can open up a Gmail account for free and get Google Drive uh, up to five gigabytes of storage for free. And so, it's a very easy way for you to keep track of all the documentation that's coming into and out of the transaction, and you can actually. Uh, share links to documents and contracts with other parties so that you don't have to always be emailing it back and forth. And in the training that I provide, I actually have a video on on the easiest way to do this. But if you can just imagine, right? I mean, everybody saves files online or, or online or they they save it on their desktop in some way or another, right? You just have a list of files that you're saving. And if you're familiar with Google Drive, then you know you can share links to that. So when you have a fully executed contract, you upload it to the Google Drive and then you can easily email that shareable link to your title company, to the buyer's lender, so on and so forth. Anybody that needs to see that contract and any other documentation as part of the transaction, they can easily see it. And it's really great to have that because it makes your life and time management so much easier when you have uh, a very easy way to to share information back and forth. Now, one of the other things you can do as part of the transaction management is keeping all of your emails in that same folder. So once an email comes in, some people like to um, just create a PDF out of that, which is simple to do on most computers, and then save that in there as well. Of course, your email provider is going to save it for you too. But to keep everything in one location you can easily do that you can put contacts in the google drive on one sheet that way you have one location where you're going to get everything all of the time and that's the whole idea behind transaction management is that when you keep it organized like that it will save hours and hours and hours of your time um, just by having everything in one location so you you just have this simple process something comes in uh, in an email you save it into your google drive and now it's there and now you can share it with anybody that that needs it so I hope that is helpful to you. Transaction management isn't difficult when you have the right system in place and really the right system is just a great online storage facility like a Google Drive or sometimes people have Dropbox or or other uh, items like that. I'm not affiliated with any of them. There's just ones that I've used in the past uh, that have been easy to use and easy to share with. In addition, you know, when, you, when you're getting ready to list your house, everything that you collect you know, you keep you can keep your flyers in your Google Drive. You can keep all the images of your house in your Google Drive. It just becomes so easy to uh, keep everything in one location like that, that you can manage everything that you're trying to accomplish or working to accomplish, I should say, in one location. And so you're not having to, you know, fumble for it if you're at the office or 
you know, out and about, you can usually get access to that stuff from your phone or your work computer or anything, right, that's connected to the internet. So it, it becomes ultimately super simple to manage over time. So uh, this is a little bit shorter of a podcast, but I hope that's helpful for you. Um, I hope to, uh, you know, I hope that you can get your home sold on your own. That's, of course, what this podcast is for. I know it's possible and I know it's the only way you can get top dollar for your property because you cut out the largest expense when selling a property, uh, which is a real estate agent's commission. So I hope that's helpful to you and I hope to see you on the next podcast.